we are back. Hello, everybody. My name is Julius, and I'm on a podcast that you are probably ignoring right now. I'm doing the NPR voice, because why not? It's the third episode. I can do whatever the hell I want. It's it's indica- indicative of a pattern. Mm. And I'm joined by a very special guest, someone different than the last two weeks of guests. It's actually a female. How are you, da, 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 da. the female, <laughs> on the Ignore This Podcast? Hi, this is Ira Glass on NPR. <laughs> Just kidding. My name is Ufwe Conan. Oh my gosh. Well, Ufwe, we haven't talked on mics together in a couple years, actually. Yeah. How have you it's been? It's been a while. How, how have you been? Um, well, I would scream, but I feel like that would hurt everybody's eardrums. And I have a really high register, so I'm not going to do that to you. But that's about where I am at. Well, if you have (laughs) any uh, notion of screaming as the podcast, you know, continues on, Mm -hmm. just do me a favor Mm -hmm. and do it away from the mic. (laughs) Just look another way. Look another direction. I feel like the best case scenario is if I just walk into the other room and (laughs) you'll still be able to hear me because I'm fucking loud. At the normal level that we are right now. Yes. At that same level. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What, What was the last podcast we did? Do you remember? Um, I think the last one we did, it was... Either Harley Quinn or Wonder Woman. Mm. And it's very easy for me to remember this because you always have me on for DC shit when you know I'm a Marvel girl. So. I know. You got excited. Uh, Well, surprisingly enough, I remember before the channel got, you know, bustowed. Yeah. um, That's rough. I would listen to those discussions. And they're still on Spotify, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Thankfully enough. Even though you are a Marvel fan more so than dc Mm -hmm. and we can talk a little bit about that later um i remember those discussions being very uh engaging crazily enough even though you're not really a dc fan i just know random shit Uh my brain is a steel trap that i cannot control I don't need to know a random song I heard on NPR at 3 o'clock in the morning when I was 16, but I do remember. But you know it. Yeah. Like what what song specifically? Shucking the corn so the corn can grow. (laughs) (laughs) It's the weirdest fucking song. And he used to play so much during that time period at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I don't fucking sleep. So, of course, that's permanently in my brain how does that song shuck in the corn and let it shuck in the corn so the corn can grow aha you're making me sing it again <laughs> because you are getting a kick out of this not because you don't fucking remember it don't is think for you me. it is for the integrity of the podcast yes they need to have that song stuck in their head too you're welcome listeners <laughs> all three of you <laughs> all three of you who are are actively ignoring and listening to this podcast. Yeah. Thank you. What, what do you think of that title, Ignore This Podcast? Um, I think that the contrarian in me will 100% listen. And I'm pretty sure there's other people who are like me who just want to say, fuck you, no. <laughs> so I feel like you probably get your target demographic there with the title. Do you? Well, it's very much a, a millennial title you know very much so um you know what it reminds me of um have you seen the 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 notebook where it's like destroy this book 
No. So there's a notebook saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's this like it's like a journaling thing, and it's supposed to be like an exercise and impermanence. <laughs> and you like go through the different pages, and you destroy it in different ways. Like you crumple up the page, you write something on the page and crumple it up. You burn a page. Mm-hmm. You just do a bunch of fucked up shit to this book. And, <laughs> and it says it instructs you on yes. each page of how to destroy. Yes. Really. Yes. I gotta get this book. <laughs> I feel like you would enjoy that. It seems I, like in your niche. Yeah, yeah, really. It reminds me of uh, that Family Guy episode where Brian wrote a book that actually was a bestseller, mm-hmm. which is crazy because he's a pretentious writer and everything. Mm-hmm. But he wrote a book <laughs> called Wish It, Want It, Do It. Mm-hmm. And like the first 50 pages were blank <laughs> because he was like, well, you have to fill out the pages. You have to do the work. Oh, my God. And that way... And then... The the real advice begins from there. You know, it's, it kind of reminds me of that, but it sounds a bit more fun. Yeah. Um. You remember how I said that thing about Steel Trap? Yeah. 100% <laughs> didn't need that information. <laughs> Thanks, Julius. Never going to forget that now. Well, I mean, you didn't watch the episode, right? Yeah, and I hope to God I never do. <laughs> oh, man. So you said that because we haven't really hung out as frequently as we used to you know we would have yeah. you because know, we where used, we live yeah right? we used to like hang out like at least like once a week because uh-huh. we both went to pcc i was gonna say school redacted oh. but okay cool <laughs> um <laughs> well that could stand for anything <laughs> yes uh there are two pccs well damn it that you just narrowed it i was gonna say pine cones corporate uh co- conglomerate yeah Okay. But anyway, my bad. Okay. My bad. But we lived in the same town, went to the same school. <laughs> yeah. And so we, you know, used to hang out a lot more. But lately, I've... I just bounce all around this state, redacted. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> uh... Yeah, so that's why we haven't hung out as much. Yeah. But we just recently got back into the swing of it. Yeah. Um... We hung out a couple weeks ago, I think it was. Yeah. For the first time in a while. Yes. And it felt just like yesterday that mm-hmm. we had, you know, we, we stopped hanging out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, we can kind of pick up from where we last stopped, left yeah. off. Yeah. And and just get into the bullshit that we usually do. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty much nonsense, as you can tell from so far. Yeah, just the podcast. past few minutes, you can tell. Right. Bye-bye. We've been friends for entirely <laughs> entirely too long <laughs> damn it i was gonna say that first you <laughs> son of a bitch too long sorry you know you gotta be quicker on the draw it's not my fault you can't keep up stay on target <laughs> stay on target oh man well there's there's one thing i really wanted to talk to you about uh, mm-hmm. on the mics that we have talked about mm-hmm. before but that podcast was no longer uh, around yes um you lost to the animals of time yeah lost to the animals of time uh, we aren't able to reach it again. <laughs> it is extinct like the, the previous animals on the planet. Um, it's dead like a ghost. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's a little tease for you. Uh, so, Ufwe is the only person I know so far. Uh, so far... That you know of. That I, Right. Uh, people who have revealed this information to me is only one, and it is Ufwe, um, <laughs> who is the subject of... An exorcism. Mm-hmm. Now, this feels like it should probably be a Halloween podcast. Yeah. But 
Oh, wow. Halloween in August. August. <laughs> and I'm already doing a Halloween podcast with another friend. So, you know, we might as well get our stuff uh, taken okay. care of now. Sorry. But I'm doing this with you <laughs> before that. Mm-hmm. You're the third chapter. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, you were the subject of an exorcism. Yeah. Uh, and what age were you uh, put in this situation? Do you remember? I was 13. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, usually when I talk about this, I just make a very short glib joke and I say I had an exorcism. When somebody, inevitably somebody will make a joke about me being kind of like a demon because sometimes right. I'll go like, blah, 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 all that stuff. <laughs> anyway. So, and it's especially jarring because I have the voice of a preschooler and then yeah. I go, you go know. really deep down. In yeah. The, yeah. Growl. Insane. Yeah. So, usually I make a joke glibly and say like, yeah, I had an exorcism. It didn't work. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> sucks. But stuck with this version. Um, but <laughs> well, well, before we actually get into the meat of the story, I just want to set up one thing one thing's already been set up that we've known each other for a very long time yes and i knew you around this time obviously uh, yes um but I, I didn't i've only heard about this you know fairly recently mm-hmm. a couple of years ago i heard that you were you know in in this and it had been so long since it happened mm-hmm. that i found this out yeah okay so i grew up so super religious in our family mm-hmm. I, you probably kind of remember some of that sure yeah. um like <laughs> we went to church every sunday um the church that my grandparents like to take us to in ass but fuck nowhere mm-hmm. um was like right on the border of two gang ter- territories like smacked up and they chose that place intentionally and so there was just like a lot of weird random shit that was going on in this church and like we had to go there and like i didn't unlearn some of the religious shit i until i was like 16 I just didn't have very much personal identity outside of like the church and stuff and what my family like yeah. identified as and then once i started to turn 16 17 i started gaining some of my own personal identity so that's probably why you didn't hear about it because i just didn't even think about it too much or of this kind of like bubble you were in yeah i did not realize how fucking weird it was some of the shit i went to growing up how many people did you know at this time and actually interact with that were outside of that bubble um like when i was like 13 yeah like I had like a couple friends from school mm-hmm. but I didn't really hang out for all of high school I didn't really hang out with my friends outside of school that much except for maybe you yeah because our moms are friends we, we've again we've yes. known each other since we were very since, young since we were babies yeah yeah so <laughs> um I would like hang out with like you and then I think 13 I was still at Ren- oh at school redacted. Uh, oh, that's a whole other podcast. Oh my Ooh, God. that school was crazy. We both went to this school uh, and it was crazy as fuck. Kids were masturbating in the open. Kids were and, flipping pianos. It was a problem. And they weren't 
actually possessed by any sort of demons. No. No. Yeah. They didn't get an exorcism, but me. But you did. I got an exorcism. <laughs> On their behalf. I Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyway. Um, didn't identify as agnostic until I was, like, 16. Mm-hmm. So, didn't th- think about much of the weird religious shit until I was 16. Like, uh, part of... Like, the Christian tradition with, like, African-American peoples is, like, there's, like, this moment of getting the spirit and, like, coming to Jesus moment. And, like, a lot of really bizarre things are considered normal. Like, um, once every service, a black woman who had already given herself to Christ would go up to the front of the church and faint. And it was and in fate? current, yes. Okay. And just be like on the floor out and you would, it would be normal. It was just called getting the spirit. And like, <laughs> um, you were encouraged to go promise yourself to Christ and recommit yourself to Christ like all the time. And it would open yeah. I, I was gonna <laughs> ask, the same church. I was going to ask where, if these moments you mentioned of like finding the spirit were exclusively found in while you were at church or were they sometimes it, it outside was, or? um so like uh no because it wasn't just church at church so mm-hmm. because of like the way like i don't know i don't think i've talked about this but everybody all of my my great aunts and uncles are ordained ministers mm, okay so you got to live with that yeah yeah so there every morning i would wake up to my grandpa praying really fucking loudly at six o'clock in the morning Mm. um and like just naming every one of my extended cousins and praying for them individually which on one hand is kind of sweet and comforting because it's like yeah he thinks about you on the other hand it's six (laughs) o'clock come on (laughs) you know well, you have a big family also, so that's an yes. that's really intense. Yeah, he'd yeah. be praying for like two or three hours to give you... <laughs> the whole list of people. <laughs> yes, to give you an idea of how big my family is. That's the small side of my family. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's like, you know, we would do prayer circles at home too. It's just, you pray at every meal. It's just a thing. Yeah. Um, And when I was 13, I developed... I always have, like, weird sleeping habits, but I developed a really fucking annoying one, and that's the only reason why they decided to do something about it. And for some reason, the thing they decided to do about it was give me an exorcism. Okay, so we're getting into, yes. into the meat into of the meat of the story. Happened. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was singing in my sleep. Were you singing the corn song? No. Okay, all right. What were you I hadn't singing? heard this corn song yet. Um, do you remember? I, uh, I think... I remember the one I remember is I remember singing Phantom of the Opera. Oh, um, another time, like, you know, the Phantom of the Opera is there. Um, Where's the cross? Where's the cross? Where's someone? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. Oh, <I'm> there. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, another one I did, and this is how you know I was dreaming. Um, I sung the Pledge of Allegiance. I made up a song for the Pledge of Allegiance in my sleep and sung it 
<laughs> before my grandpa had even woken up to pray, apparently. And it was so loud that, like, you know, my grandparents' big-ass house. Right, Fancy. Yeah. They're, they're bougie black. Um, so my cousin was in the opposite side of the house, and he heard me singing. Mm-hmm. So a menace. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's not like I could control it. And if I got woken up while I was doing it and I fell back asleep and I had another dream about singing, I would sing again. Mm-hmm. So, like, this was happening multiple times a night. Yeah. jeez. Oh, <laughs> what What do you think prompted it? Do you, Were you ev- ever convinced that this was what mm. they thought it was? No, I knew it wasn't. But it was because, like, my grandma that summer had been, like really pushing me to practice a song for like some like church thing uh-huh. and every one of my cousins hate this song because she would make me sing it over and over and over and over again and now that song is ruined for everybody in my family because they <laughs> fucking it's um brave by sarah Bareilles. Uh-huh. i used to sing that so much to the point, I just heard it once on the radio, and my grandma kept on rejecting all of the songs I wanted to sing, like Hallelujah or you know the L- Leonard Cohen. Yeah, yeah, Leonard Cohen's yeah. Hallelujah, and like so, I was like, okay, fine, I'll sing this, and she was like, oh, it's so perfect, and I was like, I don't even really like this. Punching song. the radio. I was put saying it as a joke, and she was like, yes, this is perfect, and she loves it when I sing it. It's. It's not even that bad of a song, but it's really fucking annoying when you have to sing it 10 times in an hour. Yeah. Um, That's insane. Mm-hmm. I, I, all I can say about your family, I love your family, yes. but it is, it, it is like a, like a Shakespearean almost in terms of There's, how entangled people are and how the drama that escalates from it. There, yeah. It's There's insane. There's way too much going on. I'm yeah. so tired. <laughs> Bro. Um, but yeah, so that happened and my grandparents were like, okay, we can't fucking sleep. So you're getting an exorcism. <laughs> we're going there. We're going there. And like, they didn't really tell me that I was getting an exorcism. I just went to church and then my grandma pulled me into a back room in the church with three other old black women. And they started, like, praying over me and stuff. And I was like, I beseech the devil. Were they dressed up? They were dressed up like it was church. Right. You know, it wasn't, like, a fancy uniform or anything. But, like, these, like, three, four black women circled around me. And then, you know, the moment where I was like, oh, all those times. I feel like I'm not going (laughs) to knock anybody else's faith. Sure, right. But for me, it didn't seem, I realized some of it must not be 100% genuine, those feigning spells and stuff where people are like being, getting hands prayed on. No, yeah. yeah. Because um, they were like pushing my head back. And I was just like, like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like they kept on like going like this. And I was just like. Is this supposed to be doing something? Because I'm pretty sure this is just like a weird neurological thing. Um... <laughs> no, that demon's just stuck in there. That's what that... The yeah. force helps it get it out. Yeah, the, the demon just was really stuck in there and they just couldn't get it out. Because the <laughs> next night, 
I sung in my sleep. <laughs> they just kind of gave up after that. <laughs> their, their family wrote a bad Yelp review for that church. Just like, they still go to that church. So, you know. Really? That didn't shake anything for them? No, because my cousin runs it. Yeah, but still, I mean, like, if I, <laughs> if I had a if I had a cousin who made a like a, a hardware store, uh-huh. he had a hardware store, and I kept on buying ladders that whenever I take a step on the first step, and I just fuck, I break it and fall down with each ladder. Oh yeah, so see, this is the thing. Um, the person in that scenario who was at fault was me because I didn't have enough faith. <laughs> So that's where the difference is, is that, you know, if a church doesn't work for you, it's because you don't have good faith and you didn't want it to work secretly, even if you went mm-hmm. to get help for it. That's how it works. Well, I'll just go to a hardware store. <laughs> Maybe it's time to go to another hardware store. Yeah. Uh, Aces. Aces hardware store. If I go into Very like good. some of the details of that church, my family gonna be pissed. Yeah, because there's we, some we don't fucked have, up shit that happened. We, at that we can save that for the actual uh, Halloween podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, my thing about this is um, uh, w- one thing I really want to know mm-hmm. regarding the the whole exorcism is how were you ever exposed to the idea of exorcisms before this happened? Or did you I mean, know anything about like, it? I mean, like I was like vaguely aware of exorcisms but like here's the thing right in strictly speaking senses in the section of the church that i'm a part of exorcisms aren't as my my family's a part of it's exorcisms aren't as big of a thing they're not as common no Mm. um like they will like pray over people and stuff but it's not really an exorcism and like you know you're thinking of the exorcist right, and all yeah. the and all yeah. the the rights <laughs> the it's nowhere near as uh nobody like is as is that. it's not dramatic it's not as ritualistic <laughs> as anything with the catholic church and if you want to go into the catholic church i can go on that too because i went to catholic school <laughs> woo, woo. school redacted here school redacted here yeah <laughs> yeah well you know i was doing some research before mm-hmm. we met regarding mm-hmm. exorcisms like and when you were four when i was four before we met no 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 before today before i'm making we a today. joke i'm making I, no, a no joke. i think you're possessed here there you go there you go right there ow uh, <laughs> take it back huh uh, yeah, you know, just had some more flashbacks there. Thanks for that. Oh, Did help with my headache for some reason, though. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. But no, I was watching. The demon is fighting to, for control. There's a little tiny hammer inside your head, and he's knocking. Don't let it take over. Do, do it again. It was too loud for the levels. Don't let it take over. I'm scared. You're welcome. I'm genuinely scared. Yeah. But no, b- before we met today, I was doing some uh, research mm-hmm. in terms of uh, some articles, some mm-hmm. videos and stuff. And some of these guys, some of these guys on YouTube, oh my God, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> some, of, some of what I've seen. There, there was this one video I saw. It was a, an Italian preacher. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, the video is called something like, um, 
uh, fuck, what's it called? It's called uh, <clears throat> My Time as an Exorcist or something like that. Oh, yeah. Because, like, there's, like, I haven't seen it, but because, I, you know, even though it's a thing that happened to me, I don't really think about that. You're not, you're not obsessed with I, it. I, I just make jokes about it because it's really funny to watch people's face when I say those that string of words. <laughs> it's, it's It gives me so much joy every time. But from what I understand, there's, like, an entire, like, small sect of the, like, Catholic church that's, like, devoted to, um, like, verifying miracles, understanding miracles, and performing exorcisms and seeing if it's a real exorcism. And, like, a part of it is, like, you know, some sections of the world don't acknowledge mental illness, and that's, like, a part of it. Should we be treating this person for mental illness or should we be giving this person an exorcism? And, like... Not going to go any more into it from there. Well, I feel like <laughs> an exorcism, if we're going to go in that direction, it should be the last resort. Yeah. If it's at all an option, which yeah. I don't think it should, unless it's floating, you know what I mean? Let's let's do it then. But I don't, even then, I'm just like, what is, there's got to be an actual explanation. There's a lot of reasons why people end up getting exorcisms or getting a lot of times demons are just really like used to villainize people who uh portray in a way that's considered other right you know yeah it's, it's unfortunate but it's the truth <laughs> well this guy this italian dude who is he has this video and everything and it's very i mean it, come on it's ridiculous and mm -hmm. he's there and he's saying <laughs> like it it's almost a meme of a video mm -hmm. the way this guy presents himself being an exorcist mm -hmm. saying oh yes i am an exorcist and demons are losers demons are losers who need to be demonized and exercised and everything and he comes up to this older woman who's acting her heart out you know she's, she's really going for the oscar in it mm -hmm. and she says you know yeah i've been uh, exercised a couple times it hasn't worked mm -hmm. uh, you know i've been possessed multiple times beforehand mm -hmm. i've i've had moments where i've floated and all that stuff and then just the just the the, the way the video is edited the way that this, this guy is yelling it's like the the stereotype of an italian person versus a, a demon it's ridiculous wow. it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah that sounds bad yeah, get then, out of there, you you silly demon! Like honestly, it's like that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, you know, like I feel like it's just, it's a little silly because, like, it, it uh, that so. This is from my personal perspective. Need to preface this with a disclaimer. I feel like Christianity takes a lot of accountability from your for your own actions off of you. The way that it is handled and talked about and the way that modern Christianity preaches is that, you know, um, you know, if you confess your sins, then wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, Jesus, mm -hmm. you know takes on your sins yeah weight off your shoulders yeah like so that, right? you don't have to feel guilt about anything that you've done in the past which you know for me i feel like you need to take 
some accountability for your actions. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, oh, well, I'm saved now. Because so many people use that excuse of being saved and being a, like, innately uh, born a sinner to just do shitty stuff and then say, well, I confess my sins to Jesus, so it's fine. Right. You know? And I feel like the with demons and stuff like that, it's like two books. Either the person is outside of the norm and their family is imposing that exorcism, or they themselves feel like they don't fit into this box, or they have done something that they aren't proud of, and they need to put um, accountability for their actions onto something else. Because it can't be that I did something bad and I made a bad decision. It has to be that something made me make this bad decision mm-hmm. outside of myself. And I feel like that's... Well, I, yeah, people uh, since the beginning have used it as a scapegoat when things go drastically wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, on the other side, people use it as the basis for, for when things go really well, mm-hmm. go right. And... I, you know, I don't want to question anyone's faith or anything. Just that's like, not that's yeah, not where like I'm you. coming from. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I, and I know that. Um, that that's why it always, when it comes to religion, it always becomes such a, a heated topic. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I I don't know. I I think when it comes to your situation mm-hmm. of the whole exorcism, mm-hmm. I, I think other alternatives could have easily <laughs> been looked at. Maybe a sleep study <laughs> yeah. first. Some Nyquil or something. Yeah. Something we there were steps we could have taken before we went there. Full on exorcism. Yeah, <laughs> it was. But like the thing is, you know, I feel like my generation confuses my grandparents. Uh-huh. Like they don't quite understand where we're coming from on a lot of things, and uh. I, growing up, was, like, the one who was always by them and stuff and, like, always around them basically all the time. Right. So, like, when it came a point where I started to notice some of the things that were going on in my family that personally, you know, I didn't feel like... At the time, it was coming from a perspective of uh, treat others how you want to be treated, loving your brother like yourself... Mm -hmm that christian outlook when i saw how christianity was ooh, that is a really big caterpillar where right there you see the little guy oh wow there's a cal- caterpillar outside it's a sign yes it's a good sign it's a sign of growth of evolution yes <laughs> um well um but what i was saying is uh I, I felt like it was, like, my responsibility to bridge that gap because I felt like they felt like they were closer to me. Mm-hmm. And I think to them, me, like, pushing against them and, like, saying, hey, maybe we should do things differently, it was, like, a real shock to their system and they just didn't know what was going on. And I think that's maybe why they jumped to yeah. exorcism yeah. first because yeah. it wasn't just that because, like, I was like, hey, maybe don't be homophobic. Right. Because I'm not going to tell you this, but, like, almost all your grandchildren are gay. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) You know, you keep on doing this. It's going to be a problem. And I didn't, like, out any of my cousins. I tried really hard not to out any of my cousins. 
but I was like, guy, you guys can't keep doing this. This is a problem. Yeah. Like, my first boyfriend was trans, <laughs> and so I didn't even introduce him to the family because ever. I, Ever. Oh, wow. They don't know I've dated anyone because both of my partners end up being trans. Oh, Jesus. And so I was just like, you know. Yeah, Yeah. it's because, like, you know, if you care about a person, you're not going to take them to a place where they're going to get dead named or get a bunch of, like, uh, transphobic statements hurled at them. Sure, yeah. And, like, you know. That's that's kind of how they are sometimes, and it's upsetting. Well, I mean, a lot of the times when it comes to new ideas for people stuck in dogmatic mm-hmm. ideologies, mm-hmm. new ideas come off as a threat yeah. to, to what they have been used to, you know? And, yeah. and a lot of the time, it's not. It's just a yeah. different person. Too many people think that other people are just like them. Yeah, it's like xenophobia in yeah. a different sense. Um but, you know, to their credit, they're, like, a lot better about the gay stuff. We're still working on the trans stuff, and it's, like, a problem. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> one, co- one of my cousin's partner is trans, and they, they're, like... Have they uh, met that person? They have in very passing. Like, my cousin is very strict about not letting... Because this person isn't clockable. Clockable. So, like... Your first thought when you see this person is not this person oh, oh, is right. trans. Right. Um, so, like, when they had him over, it was just real quick. It was just, like, they were coming to pick me up, mm-hmm. and then they left. So, yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, to me, it's just like, eh. yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of a hard situation. And at this point, you know, they're, they're really old. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that they're doing, like, relatively better with the the whole gay consideration, right? Yeah, I like... Do you see a timetable of of them becoming better with the trans stuff? Or is it just too late, do you think? It took me not talking to my grandmother for four months Mm -hmm. for her to start to change. Mm -hmm. And that was when... I was around the same time, 14, 13. And um, the change I've only just now seen where my grandma was like, oh, I was just trying to protect you. But, you know, I guess that's the reason why God gave me all these queer grandbabies. (laughs) She didn't say it like that. It's the general idea. (laughs) That's the general idea. (laughs) And I was just like, you got to realize by... By, by, uh, saying trying to protect us from that, mm-hmm. you were that person, you know. Yeah, yeah. And like that's like a thing that I I have had this conversation with her about on like a lot of different to- topics where it's like you know you say that it's like a protection thing, but you know doesn't really feel like one. Mm-hmm. But you know that's life. Well, I feel like each generation after the previous mm-hmm. becomes more, and I, I don't have a better word to describe it other than woke, essentially. Mm-hmm. Each, or I guess they ease up, you know, on, on terms of, in terms of the conserva- uh, conservative nature yeah. of the previous generation. So I always wonder how it's going to affect 
our generation when we get older. It you know? does actually kind of depend. So, like, a, a lot of people do use that. It's, but part of it is just um, what we as a society and culture will accept. Is right. that's like the biggest. Um, that's the biggest thing, the inhibitor when it comes like if the like the a good way to measure how well we're doing as a society and how accepted certain things are in a society is looking at the law books. Because when gay marriage became legal, you started to see more people having a less hard stance on gay people because they weren't in hiding. They weren't um, isolated to their communities and it wasn't you started seeing it what i'm a really big believer of is that part of the conservatism relies on isolation Mm -hmm. and so when you as a society can isolate certain groups of people from each other it's easier to say that somebody who is not part of my group isn't as human as me they don't have the same needs as me i don't understand why they would want this because this the fight a lot of people are like well they can have a partnership back when this law was being voted into effect yeah yeah or or, uh, i remember the term uh you know why do you need to get married when you could just be have a civil union as it were. Yeah. And, and that's ridiculous. I remember specifically um, a writer on, and I'm bring a little bit of nerd element into mm-hmm. this, where it was a comic book writer. I forgot his name. Uh, he was writing Spider-Man at the time. Mm-hmm. Or he was he was involved in, in the Spider-Man book at the time. And he brought up um, the the One More Day, I think it was called. It, it was the infamous storyline where Spider-Man made a deal with the devil mm-hmm. to save his aunt's life. So he gave up his marriage with Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. And it, it's uh, the partial basis on the previous No Way Home film. But uh, it was a storyline that got a lot of hate, you know, because at that point they had been married for a, a, a while you know people knew him as a married guy and people loved that and mm-hmm. the fact that he made a deal with the devil mm-hmm. it was ridiculous you know people hated it and the the one of the writers or someone i forgot his i forgot his name someone if you know his name please let me know but um he came out and said Get in those comments folks <laughs> which i totally read uh he came out and said if, if he doesn't read it i will and i will chastise him for not reading it <laughs> Continue. Thank you, Foy. Um, <laughs> he, he came out and said, uh, a lot of people are confused. People, uh, he's, he's just bullshitting. He's saying people are mad that the the marriage is annulled, but it was really a civil, civil union that whole time. And if you have a problem with it, you are for gay marriage. Like he was, he was using this, you know, in a, he, literally like that, that type of logic. He was saying, if you have a problem with Spider-Man, being divorced because of the devil you're pro gay marriage you you should stick <laughs> with it being a civil union i mean it's a bit unrelated oh, but still it shows God. the ridiculous dogmas people that are ha- just people have fucking ridiculous but uh what i was gonna say is like the, th- the issue with the queer marriage is like part of it was you know a lot of with those civil unions they weren't allowed to do things like inherit um the wealth of their partner or like especially during the aids epidemic which was a really big problem Mm -hmm. they couldn't be by their partner's side 
because they were not married. Yeah. You know, while they're like going through the process of passing on. That, yeah. And when they're really seriously ill, you can't, the, the, the law wasn't as, the laws didn't grant those rights to people who are in like civil partnerships and stuff. Yeah. And the lack of protection because of said laws is mm-hmm. part of what made that inept made that a problem Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i i I don't want to pretend to know everything about the aids epidemic but Mm -hmm. i do know that the constriction of civil rights Mm -hmm. is what led to people dying in that way because the thing is sorry i'm gonna do a little public health announcements on your podcast much like the monkeypox, you know viruses don't give a flying fuck who you fuck so don't think that just because you don't Bump uglies with another person of the same gender that you're safe from a virus because, you know, most people in the world who have HIV are straight. Well, just look at Easy E. There you go. Yeah, um, it's really bad in like the black community too. Um, but it's like because people use Jesus protection. If you get nothing else. From this entire podcast, use fucking pretension, even if you're just literally. doing oral. Yes, literally. Literally. Yeah, literally. Even if you're doing oral, dental dams exist for a reason. God damn it, wear a retainer when you do that shit. Jesus Christ. Honey. <laughs> uh, honey. I, yeah, maybe I'm in weird shit. <laughs> Never, don't, don't worry about it. Uh, don't worry about it. Back to your exorcism. Uh, I <laughs> just learned something I did not want to know. Oh, I just blew out your microphone. It's okay. My it's bad. Okay. I like it's once pretty. once again, like I said, I'm fucking loud. That that's good. Steel trap. Steel trap. But the thing is what you brought up the whole uh the way conservative uh, the conservative nature exists is through isolation. Yeah. It's what enacts like exorcisms in the modern day, uh, hate groups. I, I mean, the Klan is nothing but that, you know, all the, all yeah. this extra shit. I, I don't want to get incredibly political because I'm not mm-hmm. a political analyst. I'm like some other people I might know, people mm-hmm. who would be better served uh, under this uh, topic. Um, but all I can say is For that... For all you guys who didn't see, he was pointing at me. <laughs> I, was, I was leading to you. I, I was, <laughs> help me out here. <laughs> Help! Save me. Uh, all I know is that you know what. For any any uh, any type of dogma thinking, it only relies on people being alone and not really getting to know uh, the quote unquote enemy or the other side or or whatever. Yeah, and like the thing about it is, real shit. It's a problem on the left too. Oh yeah, it's yeah. a problem everywhere. Yeah. yeah problem so everywhere. like, um, I remember one of my. I'm like a artsy fartsy type and uh i did uh, interaction design and for this class my idea was to like build this app where the entire premise is creating connection between people who um are from different groups and different walks of life and could that be political social economic yeah so basically what the concept was was you fill out a survey because people fucking love surveys they love a personality (laughs) quiz so oh my god so 
I was my idea was to have them fill out this survey personality quiz and that's like your entry point and then it also has a function where it's like you match with somebody excuse me you match with this somebody. is like a something this is a sort of hidden algorithm thing okay so the concept was you would match with somebody who is completely different from you or very different from you in all regards except for one so whatever hot one hobby one political thing one whatever so you would be completely different except for one section and that was how you would be matched and that was the the algorithm behind it was the idea that you're matching with people who are very different from you that's interesting (sighs) yeah um the reason why uh, i haven't like really gone forward with that idea is because like making it a safe platform right is a logistical nightmare mm-hmm. and i remember i was working on it with my partner so i was like the only con the only core of the concept is that you're pro- like the thing that makes it different from all these other platforms is that you're talking to people who are different from you mm-hmm. whereas every other platform confirmation bias matches you with people who are like you well it's the idea of when you talk like with this person you almost completely disagree with you call, you the the ideal is that you you talk on the platform and you start from places you agree on. yeah so for the user how they would be introduced would be you both like this mm-hmm. what you have in common and then there'll be prompts you can choose from prompts questions to you know further um push the conversation along and then um after like a certain time frame you reveal some of the things that you're different you know yeah and then you can have that sparks a conversation like i really wanted to come up with a concept of a way for people from different generations because i am a baby (laughs) but i grew up sitting on my 199 year old great grandmother and with my 60 year old grandmother at the time and just talking with them and spending a lot of time with them so for me i kind of wanted a way for people outside of like you know family groups where that type of interaction is constant yeah. if you have a big family yeah absolutely. but not everybody has a big family no no you know she, ju- she just pointed at me Yes. You're leading to me. Yes, I'm leading to you. I appreciate. Thank you. Yes, Shout I'm out. acknowledging the fact that your t- your your family does not know how to have progeny. Your family is What's very selective in how many kids they have, unlike mine, where I have a hundred plus first cousins on one side of my family. One side of the equator. See, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. I don't know. Like, well, you do you think you'll ever find out actually how many uh, like actual no. blood relatives you have? Uh, absolutely fucking not. I have fourteen aunts. Okay, let's hold on uncles. that. I want to continue on this on this <laughs> thing, and then we can talk about that. But when it comes to meeting and and talking to people, you complete almost completely disagree with. Yeah. I like I have a couple friends like that mm-hmm. where we disagree on a lot, mm-hmm. whether it be politics or you know something as juvenile as 
you know, Star Wars or what, you know, the nerdy yeah. stuff. There's the nerdy stuff I and then the can't, real life stuff. I'm so sorry. I cannot stand Star Wars. And that's see, an example. See, it's an example. But a lot of, t- <laughs> fuck you. A lot of the, t- <laughs> a lot of the time, uh, those are the friendships that you kind of, you, you come to cherish more often. Especially when you hear it's promoted in this country, at least, that everything is as divided as it is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a miracle to maintain those kinds of friendships mm-hmm. where you can just be like, yeah, but who cares? You know, like you and I disagree, but uh, who really cares? Mm-hmm. You know, now when it comes to real important stuff, uh, we have to talk about it. Yeah. And if we do disagree with it, with each other on those subjects, we have to navigate certain elements of our friendship i think um but (laughs) still i mean i don't want to you know i don't want to hurt a friend Mm -hmm. because i've had those moments where i've distanced myself from people i've disagreed with in that regard and those those moments were mistakes you know what i mean you don't want to ostracize people or yourself because Mm -hmm. of things that are kind of shallow yeah you know what i mean so that's why i think the idea of that app is is good Mm -hmm. but i'm curious about the logistics you said it was a nightmare so, like, we were trying to figure out a way to, like, handle trolls. And my idea was uh, what a lot of uh, games actually do. Um, troll boxing. Troll so, boxing. So you have uh, a server. And right. The main server has everybody. And as soon as somebody files a complaint, then they get into the troll box. And the troll oh, box. With the other trolls. Yes. Yeah. So it's just a bunch of trolls going at e- against each other. And everybody who knows how to have a good conversation can stay there. And then all the trolls, if you get you get three strikes and then you go to the troll <sighs> box. Because sometimes if you're disagreeing with people, there's going to be somebody who's like, no, and this person is a bad person. But it's not because the conversation. Yeah. It's because that person had a negative reaction to somebody who was different from them. So I, the three strikes rule was a way to kind of get around <laughs> that. Where it's like, there's going to be, not everybody who gets a strike is gonna, belongs in the troll box. Right. But three strikes and you go into the troll box. What What are some... Do you know any examples of games that use the troll box? Because I, I know that something like Call of Duty doesn't. I know that there's, like... I can't remember what... I remember, like, watching this video about, like, product design and stuff and uh-huh. gaming design. And it was, like, uh, like, for certain groups, if, like, if you got too many demerits... Or, um, oh, now I remember. It wasn't for um, speech. Uh-huh. It was for gaming behavior. So people who were doing, like, unfair playing practices and stuff. Oh, like uh, like camping or something? Yeah. yeah, so, like, things that were, like, unfair or just, like, quitting <laughs> and wasn't really fun, they would get sent to their little camp and all of those fuckheads would have to deal with each other. <laughs> the box. <laughs> You're going to the box. You're going on time out. You're being very naughty. <laughs> Can't deal with this behavior. Once you change your behavior, then you can come back. Once you fuck right off, you can fuck right back in. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. So that's that's where I got the idea from. It was a different a different reason 
but same concept. You get me? Do you think you would approach the app again, or are you in the still in the process? Like where are you um, at? Um, no. So like, I nowhere with that. Nowhere. App. Okay. Because I am mainly visuals and interface design, mm-hmm. and I don't know none about coding. And when I was in that project, I was with two other people who were like more interface design based. Um, so we just like kind of made the like layouts and the look of the app and it was kind of a nightmare that uh class because oh one of the um participants um was uh chronically kind of lazy oh yeah and wanted to use her age because at the time i was 23 and she was 30 to uh validate her not giving a rat's ass Mm. and it was very frustrating for me because i would constantly just be like okay this looks like shit it's a a screenshot of this like like you know those like paper doll models yes like where it looks like it's like a paper doll you can see the hinges and stuff it was like that for like staging a like a introduction to the game and um i was like we gotta draw over this or something we should be using this as a starting point this looks like shit right and she was like you know you're young Mm. but it's not that necessary he you put the program in there and you know you should have used it and then i was like i don't think that's a good idea and then she was like the other person was like not willing to fight her on it which you know was in line with her personality and so i was just like whatever and we turned it in and we got a shitty grade on it and they were like the the teacher was like this looks like shit you're supposed to do something else at least take the watermark off which is something i fucking said (laughs) and so i was just sitting there just like i'm stuck with these people for the rest of the semester (sighs) oh the time has come where are you going Oh, Jesus. Ah! Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. See? Oh, I still blew it out, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> I Sorry, like, I tried. I was like, where are you going? You don't take a shit right now, dude. <laughs> We're kind of in the middle of something, Goofy. No. I just... If God. you hurt your ears at home... Sorry. I... I... You... Hopefully you had some warning. Julius, you can put a, a warning in post, right? I, well, the thing is, uh, now I'm just thinking, if you hear sirens later in this podcast, <laughs> just know it is not artificial. It's real. It's not posed. It's literally, it's literally posed. Jesus Christ. People are going to be listening to this and be like, what did he do to her? Oh my God. Yeah, no. yeah, please ignore this podcast. <laughs> As you can hear, I'm perfectly fine. I'm just really good at screaming bloody murder. I should be a horror movie darling. You should. And let's move on from this from this from this story. I want to talk about um your 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 cousins. Okay. And how many you think you have versus how many you know you have. Okay. Cool. So how many do you think you have? Um, I have more than a hundred. A hundred? On my dad's side. (laughs) Okay. Because 
My father comes from a long line of hoes. Right. Male hoes. My, gr- yeah, my uh, grandfather. And like, this is like a culture thing because like I'm, I'm West African. I'm not going to tell you where I am because then you may know, you may be my cousin and you hear this <laughs> and you think I'm talking shit about you, but I don't know you. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I am from a part of West Africa and it's going to be pretty easy to figure out because of my name um and on my dad's side and i don't know any of my uh the most people i know on my dad's side or who i've actually met in person are my dad and my brother Uh i haven't met any of my other siblings or any of my cousins i talked on the phone once with one of my cousins but it turns out she's not this is part of the white reason why it's confusing okay because this cousin wasn't actually my blood relative cousin she was like somebody's the man like i think i think that she was the grandchild of my grandfather's second wife from another but it wasn't he she wasn't my grandfather's Mm -hmm. grandchild right so they just say cousin so do you ever see yourself because it's kind of ambiguous the number of family members you have in the in the world yeah do you ever see yourself getting in a um like a luke and leia situation oh oh jesus I am constantly in fear of this. I would never date somebody Ivorian. Out of out of where? I would never. Oregon? Okay. <laughs> Did you say Oregon? No. <laughs> I said Ivorian. So, spoiler alert, I'm Ivorian. Oh, okay. So, uh, my dad's Ivorian. He's from Côte d'Ivoire. Right. So, if I see a motherfucker speaking French, I'm running the other way. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry if he's dark skit and speaks French. Can't have it. Sorry. <laughs> Dude, just stay out of Canada. <laughs> like Montreal, Quebec, you know. Because, like, the thing is, the thing about it is, he don't even know. He don't even know how many nieces and nephews he has. Ooh, and he doesn't He doesn't know how many kids he has. My father. Right. He doesn't know how many kids he has. He doesn't know how many nieces and nephews he has. Oh Every time God. I call him up, he's talking about a new sibling I have. And he acts <laughs> like he already told me. Have you kept, like, a list? Like, a number So, as I know, I have two younger sisters, and that's the one that's easy to get keep track of. Because he ain't getting no bitches now. (laughs) No bitches? I don't... Yeah. No bitches? (laughs) Um, That's the benefit um, to, um, yeah, him getting old. Um, he, 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 I only have two <laughs> younger siblings. production? Yeah, thank God. Because this man has so many fucking kids. Sorry, the, the factory shut down nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no more little Conan babies. Um, <laughs> thank fucking God. Okay, so I have, uh, my oldest siblings are my, are twin sisters. And they look like dark-skinned models and you look at my 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 dad who is shorter than me and they are he's like i'm a little round i'm I'm plump because mm-hmm. i'm my mom's size plump and my dad's kind of plump so i'm plump and i'm short you're you're ish. can i can i correct you hmm? can i correct you yeah sure you, you're perfect oh thanks i'm also plump <laughs> anyway the big peas. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, but like my my oldest sisters, they are like a good foot taller than him and super skinny. And I was just like, how did that happen? That's fascinating. Um, and then I have my older brother. I have two older brothers. Right. I think. I see the fact that you end each sentence with I think is horrifying. <laughs> it is actually it is actually horrifying that this happens. It's a little exciting for the podcast, but it's yes. horrifying for your life. Yeah. Your life is actually a horror film. Yeah. You know, I feel like they could get, like, just random sections of my life could, like, do lots of genres. I think I made a joke. Um, you know, my life is, like, the beginning part of a rom-com when the protagonist's life is shitty, but the good part just isn't happening for me. <laughs> you're, you, you're like, it's like Parasite. <laughs> it's like, you don't know what the movie, it's like, oh, this is fun, you know, at the beginning and then, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like you see my personality and you're like, oh, she's so nice and happy. And then I tell you one detail about my life and you're like, are you okay? <laughs> the thing is, you are the perfect, uh, you're the perfect, like, wingman, you know, like, to, to hang out with, you know, like, because you, because you, you have that very, uh, you have that personality that attracts a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, you know, guys, and girls, And one of them of is going to want to fuck you, at least. Who? Wait, <laughs> you or me? <laughs> you Just, definitely You did. You said that I'm a good oh, wingman, right. so that's the reason why I well, said wing, that. Well, you're wingman to me, wingman <laughs> to yourself as well. <laughs> You help yourself. You, come on. You're not completely charitable, man. You help yourself plenty. Come on. I don't but know what I, you're talking about. I've seen plenty of instances where you had to give the fake number out. Okay? That's that's how, what, the kind of personality we're talking about. Yeah. I also attract a lot of weirdos. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. But it's very, it's very much like that where... You know, we don't really know who anyone is a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. So when I really started to find this stuff out about you, mm-hmm. it was it, it was like it was shocking, <laughs> but there was an element of like, oh yeah, that tracks. That that does track <laughs> <laughs> because because of your personality, mm-hmm. because you are very outgoing and very like. Hey, come on in. You know, welcome, welcome to the fucking the party and everything. One of us. Yeah, and I see where you got. It's from your family. It's yeah, a character trait from your your family. There's always people around, yeah. and you never expect it when it starts. <laughs> Just this past Fourth of July, I went to my grandma's house, thinking it was gonna be immediate family, and. This is something I was talking with my cousin about. I was like, it's funny. Our family, when we're talking about immediate family, we're talking about first cousins, aunts, uncles. We aren't talking about brothers and sisters, which uh-huh. is how most people use that term. But I got there and my mom was... <laughs> and my, for The first clue was my mom was like, we're going to need more veggie burgers. I'm like, what? There's only two ve- veggie ve- vegetarians in the immediate family. I was like, why do we need more veggie burgers? We don't know how many people are going to need it. I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> so then I got to the party and people just kept coming. Just All, showing up. Just showing up. Great aunts, great uncles, creepy um, 
uh, grandpa friends, just everybody was there. And I was like, this. I was there. Yeah, you were. I was like, how the fuck did you hear about this? This is so weird. Did they just put out a bolo on every, like, public TV station? Or did they do a YouTube ad campaign? What the fuck is going on? I saw a flyer in a, in a bus stop. Yeah, I don't know why. And anyway, um, it was really bad because it's um, an ass-butt-fuck-nowhere town. And... Um, <laughs> In Aspuck Fuck Nowhere Town, people don't have good sense because they are um, Republicans and they don't have anything else to do. So, there were fireworks going off everywhere. And I'm just like, please don't let any of these babies get hit with a, a, a stray firework. There was somebody who had a firework, like a big ass firework. On their lawn, the jumbo one, like the jump, like yeah. the ones that they use in like the the shows, the shows, yeah, yeah, was we, we just have some here also, yeah, yeah, no, it was just sitting <laughs> on the grass on somebody's lawn in front of their house. Their house was getting hit with red sparks, and I was just like, so this wasn't in San Bernardino because they have a history of that. It so, was oh, so it was probably the same people because you remember couple years ago when that whole um the gender reveal party happened yeah uh, those people they started that big ass fight that you could from here yeah you could smell it you could smell the de- for those who don't remember in in san bernardino a couple years i forgot what year it was was it 2020 i think yeah it was 2020 okay this it, couple, it was when everybody was in quarantine and everybody was like why the fuck that's right yeah they had a gender reveal party for their baby uh, coming, were, were they, they were bo- coming because it was gender reveal. Party, yeah, right? and it was like surprise, it's a wildfire. They had a firework cannon thing that burst uh, blue dust or something mm-hmm. like that, caused a wildfire in mm-hmm. California, mm-hmm. and you could smell it. You could literally, and I was thinking because I didn't hear about the party itself mm-hmm. until later. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a result of climate change. Yeah, no. but no, it was just. The people. Uh, so, um... And you were you were there at that time. I... Not at the party, but in that area. In that area, yeah, I was. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I've, I've lived in San Bernardino on and off. And, oh my fucking God. It's just... They're just so stupid. <laughs> I go out... I, like, I hate going out in San Bernardino. Because, like, peak pandemic, nobody was wearing masks. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah, people were just going in the grocery store. I was like about to have an anxiety attack because my grandpa has a respiratory illness and I was like there taking care of him and nobody's wearing a fucking mask, can't get him to wear a fucking mask. And it was just like... Did he get COVID? Yeah, he did. Oh. He got it luckily... Ooh, I'm fucking all my makeup up or whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Um, and... You know, the thing is, like, he was, uh, he, I was, like, real scared for him, but he had already gotten his vaccine, but I, he only got his vaccine because I was, they had, they had a friend die, and then they decided to get the vaccine. I was, like, begging for them to get a vaccine because they were uh, eligible for it before me, and they, they were resistant to the vaccine? Yeah, Mm yeah, um, power of healing, a bunch of my cousins, yeah, yeah, right, um, so, uh, uh, healing word of the 
Christ was going to protect them, even though people were going to one of my other cousin's churches and almost all of them got COVID. Jesus. Yeah. And then the moment I got pissed was my cousin, my cousin went, my baby brother went over to one of my cousin, my great aunt, one of my cousin, my aunt's house. And that was one of the cousins who went to the church where everybody was getting COVID and they gave my baby brother COVID. Come on, man. And he's four. Oh, man, that's awful. So he can't get, like, a vaccine and stuff, and that was the only time I was, like, actually pissed off about it. Because it's like... He's good now, though. He's fine. He's fine. But, you know, that was, like, really It's no stressful. joke. It's no joke, man. Yeah. It's no joke. Yeah, because, like, you know, there are people who are dying from it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I just wish people would think about people other than themselves of course yeah you know that's like the the only issue i have with like how a lot of people are handling this this virus is just thinking that it's not a big deal but if you have if you're like immunocompromised if you cannot get a vaccine then it is a big deal well i don't think people really understand those aspects of the pandemic where there are people who are more vulnerable Mm -hmm. just naturally more vulnerable needed the vaccine for so long but couldn't get it because it was i mean it was very quick the way uh the the timetable of it being developed Mm because those things take years to develop Mm -hmm. so it was pretty quick all things considered but Mm -hmm. there's still a a long stretch of time where Mm -hmm. the whole your whole world is altered you Mm -hmm. have to stay home you can't talk to people if you do six feet apart and everything yeah and a lot of people are pissed that there is no vaccine, but when there is one, they don't want to get it. Uh, mad that they can't get masks for free, but don't wear them <laughs> when they're available. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a really contradicting uh, contradictory time. And I feel like, but like I guess the thing is, like once again, uh, we're back to isolation. Um, I think that part of the issue is we as a nation view ourselves very individualistically. Yeah. And so a lot of times um, people in the United States are not really concerned with people who are outside of their perspective. Or Mm -hmm. they just don't think about it because they don't have to think about it. Um, In other countries, that is not necessarily the culture. Like... um, this is just a random example for something completely different. But, like, you know those um, seats that are designated for people who are disabled? On, like, public transit, like in buses and yeah. trains? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, in the United States, people will sit in those seats. Right. If it's not, if it's empty, people will sit in those seats. Um but in countries like Korea, for instance, they have one for pregnant people and they have one for um, disabled people. And then they have one f- a gr- set of s- seats for elderly people. And if you are not from the category that those seats are intended for, you don't sit down. It's just like Even a cultural norm. It's a cultural norm right. for those seats to remain empty until somebody who fits that category sits there. And is that enforced by law or is it just something people recognize? It's, it's something that people recognize. And even if the train is crowded, people won't sit there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So like um, in other cultures, there's a more um, it's not 
necessarily only thinking about you if it it's like i see a seat and it's empty i don't care if somebody else comes it's not necessarily the mindset of people people it's like you got to get what you can when you can versus other cultures where they're trying to support everybody so that as a whole the country will be better yeah well i mean that's what happens when a country as big as this one Mm -hmm. is treated like a circus Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's treated like a circus, you know, when it, it when it comes to either our debates, uh, the way we vote, the, the way we're uh, promoted to vote mm-hmm. and everything. Um, I mean, that's it's a capitalist society. So that's pushed for capital yeah. is pushed before the morality of situations. Yeah. Even every... even with the, the pandemic. Yeah. You know, even because look, I remember a great example of what you're talking about is when the pandemic was really revving up mm-hmm. <laughs> early 2020 mm-hmm. toilet paper. The toilet paper extravaganza where everyone's fiending for it for some reason Mm -hmm. because they feel like they need to. They feel Mm -hmm. they they need to race race to whatever. Buy a reusable bidet, my dude. I mean, you can, you can, there's so many many other other options. Take a shower. Speaking, speaking. Why are you looking at me that way? You did not just say that. You are so nasty. Speaking of of bathrooms, I need to use it. Okay, good. For those experiencing the break, enjoy. While she does her business. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about some nerd stuff. Specifically, hopefully, the Black Panther 2 trailer. Back. And we're back, folks. And we're back. They're great. Um, They're great. I teased the listeners oh. that we, when you got naughty, back. Naughty, when, <laughs> naughty. That's not the right podcast. Um, <laughs> we, I teased that we would, when you got back from taking care of your business, mm. that we would talk a little bit about some nerd stuff. Oh, fun. Specifically, something you would probably be interested in, uh, which we kind of established earlier in the podcast. Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the trailer that came out. Black Panther. For Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. um, Here, come come closer to the mic. Okay. Okay. Um, I got to hear what you think about this. I have to preface this with I started to watch it. And then I got too emotional and started crying. And then I turned it off and I haven't finished it. <laughs> so we may have to give that a little peek see. So I can actually. I yeah, heard, we can do that. Um, I heard that there is uh, some Mesoamerican uh, representation in there, which I think is really cool. Oh, yeah. So the obviously Black Panther was a big hit. When it came out, mm-hmm. it was, I love the film. I've rewatched it recently and I, I love it even more than I did beforehand. I um, love that movie so much. It's really good, man. I still regularly listen to the soundtrack because mm-hmm. I also am obsessed with Kendrick. So, oh, yeah. And yes. it was brilliant bringing Kendrick into that yes. film. I mean, the music is impeccable. Uh, Dude, you know, the vibes are just immaculate, man. Yeah. I, I play the soundtrack at work sometimes because you have the, the PA and everything. So I get to you know, choose the music and everything. Nice. And, and I've played, after, the day after that trailer came out, I was like, okay, no. Today's a Kendrick Today day. Today is a Kendrick day. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Have you heard his new album? I've heard parts of it. I know there are aspects of it that are uh, a little controversial, um, 
but I haven't heard all of it. I mm-hmm. still have to. Uh, I read it, I, or I read, I heard a couple tracks, mm-hmm. and it's pretty it's great. I love it so much. It's great. He's Kendrick. Yeah. He's Kendrick. Come on. You really can't go wrong with Kendrick in my book. No. But yeah, let let's me, take a peeksy. Let me show you the, uh, the trailer for a quick second. And this will be edited uh, to correspond. Gotcha. Yeah, see that song? They started with No Woman No Cry. I was like, no, this woman gonna cry. (laughs) (laughs) I am crying. (laughs) Sorry, you can't stop me. Shit! (laughs) (laughs) Don't stop it! Honestly, Uh, honestly, it's a good thing I didn't watch the trailer. Because I... I've watched it a lot, and every time I watch, I, I, I get emotional also because it's. I think it is without a doubt one of the greatest trailers ever. I'm very, put together. Ex- I'm very excited for it. It's just, oh, you gonna cry? Oh my cry! Look, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, this phase of Marvel, for me. Mm-hmm. Has been a little bit underwhelming, you know? A few exceptions, like Spider-Man No Way Home, I thought was fantastic and everything. Mm-hmm. I really like some of the shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's point. We're pointing at each other. <laughs> We're pointing. <laughs> like, honestly, that's that's the rare exception and everything. But mm-hmm. so far, the phase has kind of been a bit... I hate to use the word, but it's a little bit, a little mid. Yeah, it's a bit mid. A little mid. But oh. this trailer, this is the end of phase four. This looks fantastic. Yeah. What, what do you think? I think it's it looks really good. Um, I watched Miss Marvel and uh-huh. um, I thought it was fun. It know? was fun. It was cute, but it was what it was supposed to be. That's why I would say. Mm-hmm. But with a lack of good backbone mm-hmm. and good stuff around it, it's like if that's your high point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I wouldn't even consider that the high point of, of this phase. You know? I mean, I, I don't really. I'm just saying that it it was one of the things where I thought it was, like, I actually pretty genuinely enjoyed the entire bit. I liked um, Moon Knight. Yeah, I really liked Moon Knight, actually. I really liked Moon Knight. Yeah. I liked Miss Marvel. And then I liked, um, I kind of... <sighs> I watched the Doctor Strange movie. Uh, yeah. And I saw it in theaters and I was like, I was so bored <laughs> the entire movie, except for that one scene where they were fighting with the music. And I was like, ooh! Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, uh. <laughs> Yeah. You know, the, this uh, trailer, this film, is obviously anticipated highly because what do you do, right? After the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. How do you even approach this film? And that, yeah. from what I understand, they really changed it up because they had to. You yeah. Know, like they, they probably planned for a sequel featuring starring him. They didn't. But, well, the thing is, they knew he was sick um, mm-hmm. for the first one. Right. Well, he he yeah. got the diagnosis back in 2016 when mm-hmm. the Civil War movie came out. And that mm-hmm. was the first movie he appeared in. And he kept on going because he felt that he had that responsibility yeah. to keep going, which is commendable, you know. He was a awesome person, and people gave him so much shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like a lot of people, that's, that's like, a 
I guess we keep on coming back to the otherization thing, where they don't think of people mm-hmm. as people, they think of people as concepts. So anytime somebody leaves the concept of what that you had for them, then it's just like, oh, yeah, time to talk shit. Or basically. they, or they think of uh, people, especially people who are in the public eye and or in mm-hmm. films, as uh, walking commodities. Yeah, you know, like, hey. I'm the guy who's paying for your career, essentially. Mm-hmm. I get to say whatever the fuck I want. about yeah, And you, you can say whatever you want, but mm-hmm. I remember, especially near the end of his life, when he posted, he had a video mm-hmm. of himself. He posted a video on Jackie Robinson Day because he played Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about the day, the holiday and everything. And he looked very different. He looked mm-hmm. visibly... Emaciated. Uh, really, yeah. I, yeah. I had no idea what was going on. And I remember the you know people were talking about him and everything. It was just like, this is kind of tasteless. Like, I don't know. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. And then a couple months later, yeah, you know, what happened happened. Um, Honestly, I thought he was preparing for a role. And I was just like, yeah. I was just like, you know, it doesn't, this isn't right. You know, actors like turn gone like this all the time because they're doing something for their craft. So you doing this shit is fucking rude. Right. And, Especially because you don't know what's going on. And Yeah. And even actors who do that, it takes a lot from their body. Like, it takes years off their life yeah. to do that. So I just assumed, like you, that he was doing that for a role. Mm-hmm. But then I find out, he, yeah. I mean, colon cancer is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And, the you know, there there's the question of how do you approach Black Panther in mm-hmm. this effort? To, do you recast... Do you? I'm uh, glad they didn't decide not to recast because I feel like yeah. that would be in poor taste. Me too. Me too. I, I think because there, a lot of people wanted a recast of the character, which I didn't. You know, and I, I love that in this, it, it, the whole idea of this trailer is about honoring his memory. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, the character is dead. In, mm-hmm. the, in like, and he's he's gone. Like, and I don't know how. He went. I don't know if they're gonna utilize what really happened to Chadwick Boseman in this film. Like, did T'Challa get cancer also and everything? Um, I have a feeling, especially based off this trailer, that they're gonna approach it in a very tasteful manner. Yeah. Because these are people who loved him and knew yeah. him. You know. Yeah, and I feel like the thing that comes through in that trailer, like, sure, there's like the stuff with the Mesoamerican um, culture mm-hmm. and all of that, but. What you can tell is at the core of the story is grief. Yeah. That line um, from Angela Bassett talking about everybody. I am the queen of a country and everybody. I've lost everything. I've lost everyone. Yeah. You know, like. Oh, man. That's just fucking raw, my dude. Yeah. Like, I already. See, there are some times when Disney has a fucking chokehold on my neck. (laughs) <laughs> and I feel like this is going to be one of them. And last time, I wasn't expecting it. This time, I'm going to go into the theater with nothing on my face because Encanto got me. Mm-hmm. I was sobbing. And this, I just started tearing up from the trailer, so there's yeah. no fucking way. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't even know if I want to go see it in person because I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> it, you know, it could honestly be, I predict this screening, especially if the movie is really good, mm-hmm. I predict it being very cathartic for people. Yeah. You know, because it was a really, it, it was sad what happened with Chadwick Boseman and everything. And, you know, I'm glad he wasn't recasted like a lot of people wanted. 
Um, because because a lot of people were arguing that it would be disrespectful to not continue the character. So yeah, I, I don't think you're going to win either way because uh, there are people who saw this trailer were mad that they didn't recast. Have, yeah. You know, the thing is, um, knowing Disney, um, the option of recasting wasn't probably going to happen. They were probably either going to remove him, period, or do that creepy... Uh, oh, the CGI thing? CGI thing. No, no. And, and the CGI thing would have been just... Yeah, it would have been bad. in poor taste for sure, man. Yeah, so I, I honestly am just glad that they went in the direction that they went. And um, he was like, from my understanding of him and like the stuff that he said in the public eye, was a really good person and i think that you know this is one of the movies where i get behind why it was made Mm -hmm. sometimes some of these marvel movies feel like a cash grab right like the reason why they're telling this story isn't it's because people like this character or um like, I guess I think a lot about... We were talking about this the other day with, mm-hmm. like, uh, WandaVision. Right. Why a story is being told and mm-hmm. what does this story say in our context of our, like, society. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, that movie, the new Black Panther movie, it's talking about things... Um, from what I can tell about grief, and that's something that's, like, real and important to yeah. talk about. Yeah, And I feel like a lot of people don't have a approachable way to go through the process of grief. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, since it's a sad topic, a lot of people shy away from it. Like, the only movie I can think of off the top of my head is uh, Big Fish. Oh, yeah, I love Big Fish. Big Fish is, like, a great movie. I th- because... Yeah, I think it's his best, Tim Burton's best Yeah, film. Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah um... Because it talks about grief and talks about, I mean, personally for me, I can relate to it because my dad can't say a look of the truth either. <laughs> so, right. like that process of grief and grieving is like very, but that one's very personal. Yeah. I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I get the feeling that it's going to be uh, important. And also it seems like there's an element of like the cyclical nature of life. And I think also... One thing I really appreciated is that they didn't put the uh, grievers in black. In in black? Yeah. So that's a little detail that... People... Oh, I see. That's right. Yeah. At the beginning, the funeral yes. shots. Yeah. It's yeah. all in white. Yeah. Yeah. So in uh, Africa, um, West Africa, um, people wear white mm-hmm. for mourning. They don't wear black for mourning. And certain little details like that are very important for representing a culture that is completely devoid of Western, you know, mentalities. Because a yeah. lot of... Uh, uh, another part of, from my understanding of West African mourning, is that it's more about appreciating the life that was lost and appreciating that person's life, versus being sad and mourning the loss of that person. Yeah, it's it's true. Their their passing is treated as a celebration. Yeah, it's kind of similar to what New Orleans. They have like parades when a person dies and everything, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's how the movie's gonna open. And I think it's going to be really just heart wrenching. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I'm not re- if that's the opening of the film, 
I don't know how I'm going to get through the rest of the film. You know what I mean? I already know that I'm going to cry at least five times during this movie, and I've already accepted that about myself. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm i going to go into the movie with a tissue box. Cause yeah, they should provide them, honestly. Yeah, the just, just have it in the seat next to you. <laughs> Dude, I hate it when you don't come prepared for a movie that's sad. Like... <laughs> Sorry, I'm coming back to Encanto. Encanto made me fucking ball, man. And yeah. everybody in the theater was bawling. And you don't go into a, a animated Disney movie. Okay, that's a lie. That's an absolute you, lie. Okay, you don't... Like, I did... I was... I came for singing and dancing and Lin-Manuel Miranda. I did not come to saw my eyes out, you know? But I well, should have expected left, it. You were left with it. But the the thing is, you mentioned grief. I think it's oddly enough been a kind of uh, uh, prevalent within these past couple Marvel films. Like yeah. the, the Spider Man one dealt with it. Yeah. Uh, even though we kind of disagreed, uh, Doctor Strange and WandaVision yes. dealt with those elements. Yeah. And even uh, Black Widow isn't necessarily about grief, but mm-hmm. it's an it's a it's subtextual because the character died, and this is a previous adventure of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I think this is going to be the one to really cap it and re- really hit it the hardest because mm-hmm. of the real life circumstances mm-hmm. involving the film. And I hope eventually by the end of the film, it becomes about healing mm-hmm. because this is not something anyone was prepared for because no one knew until mm-hmm. it happened. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, what you yeah. know? Um... Ooh, do you want to talk about our little our little tiff on in terms of one division? <laughs> uh, we can briefly bring it up. I mean, I don't. Or even is think... it starting to get long? Well, I mean, it's it's fine. Wait, okay. I don't think it's necessarily that we disagree on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you know. It's just like the the little the little Minute. aspects. The little minutia. <laughs> I said tiff as a way to say it shortly and not. An overly complicated explanation that I'm so good at. Please. I always do the overcomplicated shit, and I was <laughs> trying to be simple, but no, you just had to disagree with me on the word tiff. <sighs> anyway. God damn it. Jesus, Julius. I'm uh, sorry, I had to do that alliteration. It was there, and we were already talking about Jesus. So. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, we, we can save the WandaVision talk for a, a later podcast. Okay, sounds good to me. Because this one has been going on for a bit. Yeah, but I was I, supposed to say, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good time, I think. Yeah. I had a good time talking with you. I always have a good time talking with you. Especially when it comes to the horrific aspects of my life. Of your life. <laughs> yeah, you know, as long as somebody's having a good time about it, yeah, well, I can't wait to listen to it uh, at work. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's going to completely filter my day at work. Lovely. Um, as long as you don't play it on the speakers, because somebody who comes into that shop may actually know me. That's that's actually a really great idea. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow. Yay. <laughs> I love this idea, and I'm not at all. All asking for help from our dear listeners. Honestly, I won't do it tomorrow. <laughs> I will do it during the Halloween season. Okay, cool. That that's fair, right? Yeah. That's fair enough, right? Give give the people some spooks. Yeah. 
real world spooks. It's spooktacular, as it were. Yeah. So, Oofway, I had a great time talking with you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining me and and letting us know about you. You're welcome. And, uh, you know, I'll see you at the Black Panther screening, if not sooner. Oh, yeah. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Anything last? Feeling good. (laughs) Anything (laughs) lastly you want to yell at the people listening? Um, Wear protection for your dick and your mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, But not a retainer. You can wear a retainer if your teeth are fucked up. <laughs> I'm not going to judge you for wearing a retainer, but I am going to judge you if you're using it in a sexual context, because that seems weird. Let's, <coughs> let's, let's end this now. Um, somebody don't want to be called out. Um, also, try to be nice and, uh, you know, have empathy. And to have, an extent. And, uh, to an extent. And <laughs> have a good one. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye.